It is hard for me to intentionally say, this is something I'm struggling with. This is something I, I am worried about. Honey, please help me with this. Right. I don't like being vulnerable in that way. And yet when I do that, how does it feel? It's like, ah, oh, he let me into his world for a little while. And we're no longer roommates. Right, exactly. I let you into my heart, not just my kitchen. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what to do when you feel more like roommates than you do romantic partners. Perfect. Thank you. Of all the ones you get on the first one, you get that one, that tongue twister? (laughs) Wow. Well, I got it. So hold, please. Got your microphone there? I do, but we're going to have to scoot our chairs closer because we're not quite in the... We're not quite in the zone. You have to scoot yours over or something. Here's the question. Yes. Unless you want to ask me a question. No, you you go ahead. I like to be surprised. I, I work best when I'm under pressure and surprised. One of the problems a lot of therapists hear from couples who've been married for more than 10 years... Mm-hmm. or for any amount of time, really, is that uh, the couple starts to feel more like roommates rather than romantic, romantic partners. partners. Has that ever happened to us? Nah. Nah. Never. We don't ever get into just maintenance mode and doing stuff. No, I, I don't ever say to you, I feel like I'm just in here all by myself. and That I'm distracted by other things yeah. and in my own world. Yeah, That's never. Every, so never. we should talk. People out there. Let's talk about everyone else out there <laughs> and, and not us this week. What do we do when we feel like roommates, when we are not connected, when we're just functioning in life and we're not we're not having that deep romantic <laughs> connection that we're supposed to be having? What do we personally do? What do what we do, do technically? Or what should we do? What should we do? What do we do in real life? Well, I usually I come and talk to you and find out if... Um, why we're not connected. Is there anything wrong? Yes. I, my first instinct is what's the matter? What's going on? Right. What's, did I do something? Yeah. Because a lot of couples, when there's that distance, it's actually a passive aggressive way that they use right. to punish each other. Right. So I'm going to stop talking to you and I'm going to ignore you and we're going to live in the same house together, but we're not going to be close emotionally. We're not going to have vulnerability with each other. Again, right. as a passive aggressive punishment sort of way. Isn't that interesting though that that our instinct is still to think that that's what yeah, is happening. Exactly. Yeah. So you come and you ask me and I do the same thing to you. Oh, I yeah. spent years doing that when I felt disconnected. The first question out of my mouth was, is, uh, are we okay? Right. Because you know, somehow I've done something wrong. Which in, in early in our marriage, when you would do that, then that would threaten my right. okayness. If I was okay, it would threaten me like, Oh, oh there's some, he thinks there's something wrong. There must be something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a great way to go through marriage no, when, you're, when you're constantly no. afraid that you've done something wrong. Yeah. It gets in the way of intimacy. It gets in the way of everything. Yeah, it does. So what else do we do? Well, I think we really try to take a look at what's going, what circumstances are going on around us. Because I think for, for oftentimes for us, when we're feeling that way, one, you're just tired sure, yeah. from your job sucks a lot of energy from you and... And admittedly, my personality type, I get distracted in my head. I am a a massive introvert and my internal world is very vibrant and I don't need you. (laughs) 
I, I keep my own company really, really well. Yeah, you do. And, that, and that's my fault. I got to be aware of right, that. And that's really hard. And it would be very easy for me to get resentful over that. And easy. that's where that whole piece could come in for us of just becoming roommates yep. and not romantic partners. Because I could very easily say, well, he just he just is in his own world. And so fine, I'm just going to avoid him and be yep. in my own world. And that's where that could lead down that road. When we are disconnected emotionally, when we are not um, on the same page, uh it can be seasonal of life. I mean, <laughs> there are seasons when I'm running out the door taking Isaac to 19 different things at school and you've got meetings to go to and I've got meetings to go to and we've got right. work to go to. And it is literally four days before we actually have meaningful time together. Right, that we, that we can actually say, I see you. I see you. I yes. see you. Yes, exactly. And those seasons are okay, but if they take over in life, because again, everyone's busy. The tyranny of the urgent. Everyone right. gets busy like that. And we don't want to let that rule our life, but we have to just accept the fact that, okay, look at the calendar and for the next three days it's going to be maintenance mode but then after that we actually have to get some time away and right. so we schedule that in to make sure that that happens right. for me in particular i actually have to turn off the the phones to get disconnected yes. because those become so distracting well because your mind is always, always going always going i don't think he has an off switch in in his brain for new ideas or problem solving or creating things it just what did i do i came home from my drive yesterday and what was on my leg he had writing on his leg and i'm like what's i couldn't see that it was writing because i was just far enough away that it just looked like he had this bru big bruise on his leg and he actually had writing on his leg because while he was on his drive he had these ideas that he had to get Gotta out of notes. his head so <laughs> and you can't get on your phone and take notes so you nope. just write it on your leg yeah when my brain is that busy i have to get out of my normal world right and again that means turning off the technology yep. getting away from yep. the phone um and very intentionally looking at you <laughs> right turning towards you seeing you right and, and that's slowing it's down super important because sometimes we'll be doing something together and we'll be in proximity and you're like, okay, well, hold on, let me just write this thing down. And this one little thing turns into 10 minutes of yeah. thing. So when it, when you take your stuff and you, you, you really literally have to turn it off, put it away, hide it away. Um, and then we have to get out of the house or go somewhere where you can be active physically as and much moving as, as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. My brain gets distracted by what am I missing? What's on the what's on the internet? What's on the what's on the stuff that that you know I could be reading about or learning about? Or right. I've got had how many books showed up? Oh my gosh! In the last week. Um, let's see. I would say you probably have read or are in the middle of reading at least seven books. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I've kind of hit a flurry of I've wanted to learn some stuff lately. So and I've been reading. watching videos and transcribing them and all kinds of crazy. Yep, you're right. So this is one of those seasons for you, like season of the year where your brain just floods with all this information and learning and ruminating and I don't even know what else to call it. And you get lost in that. So right there is probably the key. People become roommates in their marriages when they get lost in their own world. Right. 
and it's okay to be individuals, but, but you can't live an individualistic life while you are married because you have, you have another human being you have to take into consideration that I have chosen to say, I will, I will take you into consideration in my behaviors and my actions and my, in how I spend my time and how I spend my money. Right. And I have to be intentional about that. Right. If you were a roommate, I share a house with you. I share a kitchen with you. I don't share my life with you. Right. I don't give myself to you. I don't actually become vulnerable. I don't become transparent um, because we can share proximity without sharing intimacy. Right. Intimacy requires that intentionality of being vulnerable. I want you to see me. I'm going to share right. again. It's something else. That's how this podcast ended up about being about me and my foibles, but because <laughs> they're always about me and my we turn. finally hit on something that's about you. It is hard for me to, to intentionally say, this is something I'm struggling with. This is something I, I am worried about. Honey, please help me with this. Right. I don't like being vulnerable in that way. And yet when I do that, how does it feel? It's like, ah, oh, he let me into his world for a little while. And we're no longer roommates. Right, exactly. I let you into my heart, not just my kitchen. Right, exactly. And that, that intentionality, some people are really uncomfortable with. They are opposed to that. Their value system doesn't promote that. Or they believe in we can be married and still ha- remain individuals. Right. And uh, yeah, you, then you're going to be living as roommates and not actual enjoying the yeah. full 100 benefit of being married no marriage is about intentionally i sacrifice myself for you if not then cohabitate or be actual roommates just live together have sex share a bank account have kids that's terrible but that's not that's not marriage no and that's still terrible advice yeah that's it's costly very costly if you do feel like roommates with your spouse what should you do well you have to talk about it, obviously. Why? Why? That means I have to put my phone down and actually look at you. Right. And then aren't you nagging me? <laughs> Am I nagging you? No. Well, yeah, I could nag you. I could say, you always have that phone in your hand. You never pay any attention to me. Right. But that really wouldn't do anything. That probably would, well, it wouldn't probably make it worse. It would just make it worse because what would happen you'd get defensive with me. This comes back to a shared value of what do you actually want out of marriage? What do you want out of your relationship? If marriage is about intimacy and being connected and vulnerability, both the wife and the husband have to say, yes, this is important to us. And we are going to actually schedule time. We're going to set apart energy. We're going to, we're going to make sure our schedules allow for us to maintain this in some way so that we aren't staying just roommates and getting distracted by the day to day stuff. And that requires Saying no to certain things. Right. You can't binge watch your Netflix show, <laughs> which you've been doing. Yes, but do you feel like my roommate? Or well, probably when you go to bed and you're tired, and I'm not tired. But it's okay to watch Netflix. I got no problem with that. But when that gets in the way, in the way yes. of spending time with your spouse, or one of one of you is feeling disconnected, and you would rather do that, right? That becomes a problem. So this is back to the shared value and the intentionality and the purpose of what do, what do we see marriage as? Right. And if you aren't on the same page of that in the first place, then trying to talk your spouse into getting on the same page very true. later on is going to be a much harder, harder battle. Right. Something kind of along those lines of making time for one another, um, like all all through our marriage 
I heard we or we heard make sure try to plan a date night right. at least once a week and I think that's that's valuable and sometimes when you have lots of young kids that's yeah. really difficult but I think even beyond that I don't think a date night once a week mm-hmm. is enough. Mm-mm. I think you need to plan time every day yeah. that you can have face-to-face, eye-to-eye contact, talking to one another about how your day was, what you want to do together, plans, dreams, yeah. hopes, all of those Essential. things that cause connection between, the, that make you feel wanted and loved and cared about and understood on both parts. Yeah. And that you can't, you can't just get that from one date once a week. This is one of those things, again, where a lot of people probably are looking for a quick fix. Just tell us the three easy steps to do. <laughs> right. And now we are intimate lovers instead of just roommate people. But this isn't. This is a deep core belief and value system that you maintain. Hold on. Right. There we go. And it requires maturity and requires intentional effort to get good at it, to practice and get better and better at right. it in marriage so that you don't have to make up for long gaps of right. roommatedness. You know, right. for the last three weeks, we've been roommates and we're tr- going to try to make up for it in the next 20 minutes. Right. Marriage is like farming. Okay. It's not like hunting. It's like farming. farming. You That's have to plant e- and then you have to wait and you have to water and you have to weed and well, you have to wait for it to grow a little and bit. And before you even plant, you have to hoe the, gra- the ground yeah. and dig it up and you prepare prep the, all of that. Yeah. And you just don't get instant soybeans. Right. right. <laughs> soybeans. I don't know why soybeans. Carrots. <laughs> Potatoes. So... So if you're listening to this and you're recognizing that you are in a roommate mode with your spouse, it's going to require an intentional conversation. You're going to have to break the pattern. So get out of the house, get into a new environment, sit down, have a conversation and go, this is how it's feeling. Not in an accusatory sort of way, like you suck and you're not being a good husband or you're not being a good wife, but in a, here's what I'm feeling and what do we want for our marriage? What, what's the purpose of of our marriage and do we want to just share space or do we want to actually get to know each other and what's getting in the way of that right is it, exactly is it fear is it embarrassment is it shame is it lazy is it busy is it what are all right. those things in the way well and it, and it could just even be a spouse wanting to be the best provider for their family exactly which is really important and yeah. a really good thing but your priorities are priorities a little whacked. Need to just be changed a little bit or adjusted so, a little bit. So it begins with that conversation. It right. begins with that simple sitting down and we are going to make this a priority. This probably falls under the values piece, right. the oneness piece. We need to be on the same page, which is um, part five of the six parts of the secure marriage framework. And this is why, again, this framework is so stinking powerful because I have yet to come up with an issue between you or me or between any couple that I sit with in my office that doesn't fall well, under one, one of those six, six categories. Right. They are so powerful. And again, you only have to learn six, six things, things to master your marriage, to have a really amazing marriage. Right. If this sounds intriguing to you and you're going, yeah, I want to know what those six things are because I want to have a really good marriage. Um then it begins at securemarriage.com. You go, you check out the three free videos. They're going to tell you all about communication and how to get off the conflict cycle and onto the connection cycle. Yep. And then from there, you can um, check out the online workshops, which will walk you through every single part of the secure marriage framework so yep. that you can fight less and feel understood and enjoy a deeper connection with each other. And no longer be roommates. And no longer be roommates. 
If people wanted to find us in other places, where do they find us besides Facebook Live? Besides Facebook Live. Hi, Melissa. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Instagram, yep. our Secure Marriage Instagram account, where we post lots of pictures and little snippets of things and yep. interesting information. Our Facebook page is uh, also there, Secure Marriage on our Facebook page. Uh, you can listen to our podcast, which yeah. you are already listening to, but you can go to uh, wherever you get your podcast and listen to them at. You can uh, subscribe to us. Then you never, ever have to miss a podcast. Nope. Um, if you like us and rate us and leave us a, a feedback and a review, that's great because then other people yeah. can find us and hear about us easier. And we like to know uh, what you think as well. So that yeah. helps us it just really to does get better. Let's see, where else do we have? I think that's it. That's it? YouTube. Wow. Oh, and we do have we do have lots of videos on YouTube. Facebook's got plenty of videos yeah. as well, but YouTube, yeah. um, our Secure Marriage YouTube page. We're everywhere. Uh, mostly everywhere. And we have a book coming out. That's right, we do. So if you look at the Instagram feed, there's a picture of the book that's going to be released on Jan July, July 31th. Oh, is it the 31st? 31th. Wednesday, the 31st. The 31st? 31st. 31st. <laughs> is when our book comes out. Um, yeah. You can pre-order it, though, can't what you? What a Wife Really Wants. Yeah. What a Wife Really Wants. Yes, you can pre-order it. If you actually want to check that out, you can go to whatawifereallywants.com. And there's actually snippets, samples of the book that you can yeah. read on there for free. And then you can pre-order it on Kindle or paper book. Um other than that, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it too. Okay. So. Who are we? We are Paul and Shannon Elmore. Yeah. Yeah. You're what? And you've been. Oh. <laughs> 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 You're <is> prompting me. <laughs> We're Paul and Shannon Elmore you and go. you have been listening to the Secure Marriage Podcast where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. There you go. Because that's what you wanted me to say, isn't it? Perfect. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for watching. We'll see you later. Next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. Hi, Hi, Melissa. Hi, Allison. Thanks for watching. Oh, sorry, dear. School. I don't know how to turn it off. So excited though. about the book. Uh, it says finish on the bottom. Awesome. We're going to go away now. Thanks for checking us out. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for the smiley faces Bye. and the bubbles and all that. Bye, guys. You have to approach it. Stop it. Now you making me forget. You made the weirdest looking face right in it. My eyes are dry because the oh. air is blowing in it and I was blinking funny. You were blinking funny. It it's not you. No, because you, you like to make faces. What are you, defensive? No, but you like to make faces at me. So um, now I've forgotten what it was that I was going to say. <laughs> That's about normal. That's about normal. But we want to help these people, so let's finish. You give the answer because I my answer's gone. <laughs>